morning. This is Pastor Greg, and it is good to get a chance to spend a little time with you doing a psalm meditation today. And uh, I know I didn't get to any last week, and I apologize for that as we ramped up into getting things ready for having services and working through a variety of things. It's just one of the things that slipped my mind, so I apologize for that. Please forgive me. Um, but I do also want to throw out just a word of of uh, appreciation or a word of praise. Uh, I put out that quiz or that test on what was the other chapter in the Bible that also was laid out with the 22 different um, letters of the Hebrew alphabet and uh, had three verses per letter. And Gary Bartley got the, that got that one. And I just want to say, good job, Gary. Thank you so much for uh, letting me know about that. And the answer to that, in case you're wondering, is Lamentations 3. That's why I gave the clue last time when Aaron and I were together talking through this, that I'm really sad, this preacher is really sad, that I have asked the question three times. Lamentations is written by the preacher. It says, a, uh, written by the preacher, and it's a lamentation. He's sad, and it's in the chapter number three. So that was my clue. I don't know, Gary, if that helped you or not when you were looking for it, but uh, good job on that. I appreciate that. But uh, I just want to say, man, I, I am. Th- there has been just a song in my heart since Sunday um, I am just enjoying seeing uh, some of the folks regather. I realize that's not everybody that's even listening here today on this podcast, but enjoy some of the church coming back together. And I was overwhelmed to tears on Sunday morning, the first service, by just singing with congregation again. Singing with the saints was such a blessing to my heart. I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for how much of a an exciting joy that would be to sing together and to praise God together. And and since then, there's been a song. It's written by the Gettys, Keith and Kristen Getty, that's been on my heart and mind, um, and I've kind of been humming it and, and singing it. And it's actually called My Heart is Filled with Thankfulness. If you get a chance, look it up. You can go to YouTube or just put it on the Internet. My Heart is Filled with Thankfulness by Keith and Kristen Getty. But the second verse says this. It says, My heart is filled with thankfulness. To him who walks beside, who floods my weaknesses with strength and causes fears to fly, whose every promise is enough for every step I take, sustaining me with arms of love and crowning me with grace. Man, I, I just, I've been excited about who God is and just being able to, to serve him. And so I wanted to date just for a few moments. And for this week, our psalm focus is going to be on really psalms of praise, of just reflection on God, uh, as we've been talking about um, throughout our Ephesians series, that doxology or right teaching of who God is, one of the things, I'm sorry, orthodoxy, the right teaching and doctrine of who God is, one of the things that leads to is doxology or praise. And um, just want to just kind of take some take us to some psalms that just really elevate who God is and especially in this time kind of focus on that um and just see man Lord is in control and um and and he is worthy to be praised and so the psalm I want you to turn to this morning is Psalm 33 
Psalm 33 in your Bibles. I plan to, Lord willing, do later in the week Psalm 34. See if you want to read ahead over the next day or so and read Psalm 34. Um, and kind of just dig in there as well. Excuse me, I get a drink of uh, my water this morning. But uh, no honey in it, just just water. But um, anyways, and, and Psalm 33 is just an incredible psalm that speaks of the sovereignty of God, His power, His awesomeness, and it just reflects out in praise. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise and upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord the harp. Make melody him an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. And so you're seeing just this, because of a reflection of God, which we're going to see really hinges in verses 4 through 9. It really hinges on who is God um, and what has he done, that it starts with praise and then it ends with just a purposeful hope. And so... We're going to kind of start in the middle of the psalm with a perspective of who is our God. If someone were to ask you the question, who is your God? If you were to come across maybe a Hindu person uh, who, who they worship thousands and literally millions of gods, and you say, no, we worship the one true God, and they were to ask you, well, who is your God? How would you describe him? What would you say? How would you compare him to their millions of gods and their different abilities? And, and I think just to think through what the Bible says about God, about being our creator, being our sustainer, our, our, our one who has lovingly redeemed us, the one who is sovereign, the one who is immutable, who changes not, the one who's going to bring about all things to pass because he's providentially in control and you could go on and on with the attributes to describe our God. And um, and so let me just give you some highlights today. And maybe just, this isn't going to be long today. I just want to kind of just whet your appetite just to praise. And just kind of put some thoughts, get your mind swirling and say, man, our God is good. And so really, again, this again this psalm hinges um, in Psalm or verses 4 through 9 with just a humble perspective, an awesome God. And and so let's start there. We'll come back to the praise uh, that we saw just a moment ago. But notice verse 4, For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. Aren't you glad that we have a God who does things that are right? What he says will come to pass. What he does is true and right. And he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. You know, we're at a time right now in our society, and I was, I've, been, I've been just looking at some of the stuff regarding even some of these protests and stuff, where there is not justice on, on multiple facets. There isn't justice that was done for, uh, you know, for uh, Floyd George uh, or George Floyd. There wasn't justice that was done um, regarding as they're going and looting and destroying places all around uh, in protest. Um, and, and yet God is a God who loves righteousness and justice. And it says the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. It, it's full of it. You know, it's, it, it's amazing to me that this is sometimes so commonly objective. People will say things like, well, if God is so loving and powerful, then why is the earth full of pain and suffering? Well, that, that's... That's an easy answer, and the answer is that God created everything 
perfect and good and a perfect environment for pleasure and to glorify him, but man chose to sin. It was man who brought death and suffering and disease and corruption. But the earth even still is full of the goodness of the Lord. You can still witness it and see it as you reflect on it and see it in creation. I mean, we are at a beautiful time of year with spring and and the sun is out and uh, things are blooming, flowers. I mean, look at the variety of, of flowers that are out there. And you see all the animals that are buzzing around. And uh, that's been kind of encouraging to me as well, just to think how God is sustaining all these animals. And they're not worried about at all an economic crisis. They're not worried about a, um, a uh, pandemic because their hope isn't in themselves. Their hope is in God. And so... Um, but we see that we see God's handiwork and then he, he, he goes on and it says, um, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth, God spoke and it came to be. And, and he said, when he created all these things, he said, it is very good. I mean, you just look at how it just speaks out to the handiwork of God and um, and then he and then he says, there it says, uh, he gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays it the deep in storehouses. Just think about the vastness as he as he created all things by the breath of his mouth. The, Psalm nineteen we looked at a couple weeks ago. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows his handiwork. Um, just the vastness of all of that creation. Uh, just think about the speed by which it all travels. The earth travels at 67,000 miles per hour as it rotates around the sun. That's just that's at 19 miles per second. Do you realize you are traveling on a, on a, on a sphere, a big, huge chunk of, of rock and more, molten lava and all this stuff and water at 19 miles per second? We've traveled hundreds of miles in just the amount of time that we've been talking about this. In fact, there's some stars that I'm told travel at around 100 miles per second. Um, and others as fast as 15,000 miles per second. So just to see the, the vastness of this. And the Bible says that he gathered the waters together as a heap. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you remember in day one, the Bible talks about as the earth was as a water-covered globe. It was the whole of that was. And and today, uh, and still a water-covered globe, if you were to flatten out all the land, if you were to make everything just flattened out, no, no mountains and all those things, flatten it out, the water that is on the face of the earth would cover the ground two miles deep. And then on day three of creation, God gathered the land together to form mountains and hills and oceans and seas. He gathered the waters together as a heap and a vessel, uh, as, the, as the Septuagint puts it. God created all that from the highest mountains of the Himalayas with peaks over 25,000 feet to the Pacific Ocean, depths of the Pacific Ocean reaching over 35,000 feet in depth. God made all of that and he gathered it together. He wanted there to be this this. Uh, world that we live in in which there is variety and, and hills and mountains and man I, I love the variety of that I was talking with someone just at a cookout on Saturday and they were talking about um, how Florida was and, and I had lived for Florida for several years and 
one of the things we talked about was, man, we missed the hills. Uh, we missed the trees and the variety that's up in this area. And, um, you know, just all this different variety that God has made. And so you look at all of that and, 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 and respond verses 8 and 9 is in awe of God that he's spoken, it was done, that all the earth fear the Lord, that all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him, for he spoke and it was done, he commanded and it stood fast. And, and, and so I look at all that and I just reflect and say, man, rejoice in the Lord. Verse 1, O oh, ye righteous. There is a reason to make melody in our hearts, to rejoice in who our God is, but not just because he has created us and is sovereignly uh, over all that, but he is in control of all things. Notice verse 10. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men from the place of the dwelling as he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. Uh, and, and I just see that it's talking about God is sovereign over it all. And man thinks that they can change it, control it, manipulate it. And God says, no, I'm in control of all that. I, I realize that there is uh, political agendas. I realize there is racial agendas. I realize there is economic agendas. And sometimes I think that God looks down from heaven and as this awesome God, and he sees man scurrying around uh, like, like little ants gathering things in the sand. And he thinks, wow, you know, you, you think that you're in control of all this, but I can with one breath just blow this all away. I was watching a protest um, just this morning early, and, and it was a, kind of like from a, uh, a drone. So it was a high up perspective. And you look down, and you see all these people just scurrying around, kind of all doing this little thing. And, and I thought, I wonder if that's how God sees us many times. Oh, look at them trying to, to control all these things themselves. Look at them trying to see if they could change the elections. Look at them trying to do all this. And, and, and God says, I'm in control of all this. I got this under control. And so there's just a response of, okay, God, you're in control. You're going to take care of the nations. You're going to take care of your people. I'm going to rejoice in you. My heart is filled with thankfulness. My heart is filled with thankfulness. And, and I think that's just something I want us to continue to think about. That there's five imperatives of praise in verses 1 through 3. Rejoice, praise, make melody, sing, play. When we stop and reflect on our God, there's a command, there's an imperative that comes from our heart to say, man, I, I just want to rejoice in Him. I want to praise Him. I want to sing to Him because He's worthy. The last verse of that song, my heart is filled with thankfulness, says, my heart is filled with thankfulness to him who reigns above, whose wisdom is my perfect peace, whose every thought is love. For every day I have on earth is given by the king, so I will give my life, my all, to love and follow him. What a great perspective. I've just been rejoicing in that this week. And rejoicing, just thinking about who our God is and the joy of worshiping together with God's people. 
And I hope you just enjoy reflecting on the truth of who is God. And, and you sing and you worship him as he's worthy of. It might be that you pull out an instrument and you play a little bit. Maybe you just hum and sing or whatever it is, but that you rejoice in your God. Hey, let's pray together, and then I would encourage you, look up that song. My heart is filled with thankfulness, and, and maybe sing along with it and enjoy some worship this morning. Father, thank you so much for being our God and the reflection of you're the one who even gathered the waters together in a heap as you created the world with a covering of water, but then you chose to gather them into places of oceans and lakes and, and seas so that the land would be there so man would have a place to live and dwell and you would lead us and you would guide us and protect us. God, we see you as your amazing hand and we want to praise you for it. God, I pray that our, our hearts would be overflowing with joy and worship and awe of you today. We'll give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, have a wonderful day. Look up that song, My Heart is Filled with Thankfulness, and let me know if you like it or not. Maybe we'll sing that sometime and add that to our repertoire of music here at the church. So if you like that, send me an email, pastor at, off, pastor at fbcbelfont.org, uh, or send me a Facebook message or whatever. Let me know that you liked it. Hey, have a great day. We'll talk to you later.